0: Dies and we're all headed that way. Uh, but the soul uh, saved person goes back to God who gave it. You say, How do I know that? Well, the Bible teaches it, and uh, when the old prophet Elijah prayed for the, uh, when the widow woman's son, son had died, he prayed for his soul to return to him again. And his soul come back and he revived. And so there's more than one of us. There's not just what we see and how we know each other. There's a inner being that's going to be in eternity and I also thought as I was sitting over there Jerry and I and Terry and Rod Mason and a lot of our friends we got ready for this time when we were just young children I'm going to read to you something about that in in a minute Um, I guess I'll just read the obituary now I can probably read this without my glasses, but it's a lot easier with these. It says, Jerry D. Smith, age 71, passed away Tuesday, March 10th, 2020 at St. Rita's Mercy Health, surrounded by his family. He was born May the 6th, 1948 in Lima, Ohio, to the late Reverend Herman Elbert and Clara Mason Smith. On July 5, 1973, he married Jerry Beryl Smith, who survives. He retired from Dana after 30 years of service. He served in the Army in the Vietnam War. He enjoyed music, playing cards, cupis, and spending time with his family. Additional survivors include his children, Gentry Michelle Smith of Chandler, Arizona, Trudy Mike Thompson of Lima, and Jesse Nicky Eisenoggle Smith of Columbus, Ohio, grandchildren Jake and Lay, many cousins and nieces and nephews, and I need your prayers. the The Lord, the Bible teaches in Second Corinthians, that God is the God of all comfort, and I believe when we lose uh, a family member, loved one. God can comfort our hearts. And a lot of my family members that have gone on, uh, and I even read there on juries said passed away, and really, I think better terminology is that than that is passed on. Because right. they're, they're still, uh, God's still got them. And so I want to read some to you, and I told you that as we got ready for this time, as... Uh, Uh, youngsters and uh, we think sometimes I had a fellow that I worked with and uh, talked to him and he said well the Lord will weigh up my good against my bad and that will be the deciding factor if I get to go to heaven or not. That is not the deciding factor. Uh, Jesus died for sinners all of us qualify I want to read here it's familiar scripture probably to most of you but it's uh, uh, what the Lord give me In uh, Ephesians the second chapter it says for by grace are you saved grace is something that you don't merit you don't earn if you could have merited this if you could have earned this then when jesus met with nicodemus nicodemus uh, was a ruler of the jews and he was a rabbi and when jesus met with him if you could have earned this nick uh, jesus would have told nicodemus from well, nicodemus you're doing everything just right uh, you're you're keeping the laws and and, and you're going through everything that's that's written, and you're, and you're a leader in this, so you're okay. But he didn't tell him that at all. He said, you must be born again, even with all your education. Now, I studied uh, one time about how long it took in that day, and I don't know nowadays what it takes, but in that day, if my studying was right, it took Nicodemus about 24 years from the time he was six-year-old till he was 30 to get to be a rabbi. So it took him 24 years. And here he's thinking all my 24 years of study. And here's this man that said they said was the Bible said was unlearned as Jesus didn't know letters he hadn't went to school. They said, here's this man. Nicodemus is saying, here's this man. There's something about him. I don't have. How's he doing these miracles? I got all this education. I can't do these miracles. How's he doing these miracles? I thought for a long time. I thought, why didn't, why didn't Jesus talk about the, the miracles? He didn't talk about giving sight to the blind to Nicodemus. He didn't talk about making the lame walk. He didn't talk about any of those things. And I thought, why didn't he talk about miracles? And the Lord showed me one time. Then he did talk about the miracle. He talked about a greater miracle. He talked about being born again. He talked about being saved. He talked about having eternal life. My vision's not as good as I'd like for it to be. But if I had twenty-twenty vision, I'm still going to have to die. I can walk fine, but I'm still going to have to die. But if you've got eternal life, you never die. How do you get that? Well, I just read to you. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. God even gives you the faith. I remember when I was a little boy and I thought, is there really a God? Is there really a God? I knew mom and dad believed in God and and different folks believed in God, but I thought, is there really a God? When the Lord spoke to me at Lima Missionary Baptist Church when it was over on Albert Street, and and even the buildings tore down, now there's another building that we built, but it was a little white block building. Some of these ladies and folks here remember that. But when the Lord spoke to me at that very moment that he spoke to me, I knew there was a God. I didn't have to ask nobody. I knew there was a God. And at the same time, he gave me the faith that gave me the access to his saving grace. I could believe in Jesus is what I'm telling you. He he gave me faith. I knew it. I'm not standing here before you today just telling you things that somebody has taught me and it's been passed down. You need a personal experience with a savior when it comes this time for you that it come for jerry it's going to come for you i remember when we was kids and i was talking to terry and some of them in the back and and the surprising thing is how fast i got old i mean it's almost amazing to me it just seems like a few days ago that terry and jerry and rodney and i were walking uptown and we'd go up and ride the elevator in the cook tower. And, and the, the operator had an elevator operator back then and they was always wanting to know why we wanted to do that. We wanted to go up and look out. That just seems like a few days ago, a few days ago. And if you were to ask me, Denny, which one of you four guys you think will die first i'd say well i will i'm the oldest i did how long am i going to be here i don't know but i'm ready i'm not ready because i've been a good fellow i'm not ready because that my goods going to be measured up against my bad i'm ready because i trusted in jesus as my savior And Dan always had on his building over that he got it done. And Jesus did get it done on Calvary. And he got it done for all of us. All of us. I've had people even say, well, I would just live too bad of a life to get saved. No. No, Jesus died for you. He died for me. He died for Jerry. And that's the reason this that, that makes this day easier than it would have been had I not known about this when Jerry was young. And Terry told me, said said, and, and mentioned to Jerry, he said, Jerry used to sing in church. I said, I don't remember it. I just do not remember that. And 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 Jerry's dad, Albert Smith, has influenced us so much. And I'm talking about Terry and I and Rod. He influenced us so much. All the things that he would say, I didn't know they were so many of them that would stick. And so many times, I'll recall what he told us. And he said, when in church work, when you don't know what to do, don't do anything. Whatever you do will probably be wrong. And I use that a lot. There'll be times I think, I don't know what to do. And I think, well, Robert Smith said, don't do nothing. So I'm not going to do anything till I, till I know what to do. Let me read again. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. And verse 9 is all I'm going to read. Not of works, least any man should boast. Probably some of you here might think, well, Denny Hunter is a preacher. He, he gets to go to heaven. No, it's because Denny Hunter got saved when I was 12 years old. And then uh, if I'm not where I need to be, God will come by and remind me. Denny, you need to live a little better. You need to walk a little better. You need to do this. You need to do that. God lets me know what I need to do. He lets you know what you need to do. I'm not going to heaven because I'm a good fellow. not going to heaven because I'm a preacher. I'm going to heaven because I'm saved by God's grace. And that's the reason Jerry took his flight. I believe, according to scripture, angels come and got him. Come and got Lazarus. I believe they're coming to get me. And if you're here and you're not acquainted with the Lord, you can be. Wait till God gives you the faith. And when he gives you the faith, you just have to move with the faith that God gives you. I tell folks at church during the invitation, I say, if, if you can pray back there in your seat and, and, and get saved in your seat, that's fine. But if the Lord's telling you you need to come down here and pray, then you need to do what He's telling you to do, and you can have this personal relationship. We don't need to depend on what somebody told me. As good a fellow as as preacher Albert Smith was, and as high as I esteem him, and and as much as he helped me in my life, I'm not depending on him to get me to heaven. I'm depending on what the Lord done for me personally, and that I know about, when I was a little twelve-year-old boy, let's pray. Our heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for your help, and, and Lord, you just you know each heart today, and I pray you just comfort the hearts. Help Brother Terry as he comes to to bring the message, and we appreciate the singers and the a song that's been sung and the one to be sung, and we just pray you'd uh, just have your hand in. Uh, the remainder of this service thank you for Jerry Smith and and being my good close friend for so many years thank you for his dad that influenced me so much and we just pray that you'd God just be with us and help us in these things we ask in your name amen Uh, some of the children are going to speak and I don't know who wants to come first but I'm going to turn over to them
1: My dad led a simple life. He loved food, going out to eat with my mom, Sherry and Richard, uh, going junking with Tammy and Casey, playing cards, especially Rook with my brothers, me, Alvaro and Taylor, and Leigh. He loved going to family events and complaining about how companies would build a new store when there was a perfectly good rundown building they could renovate. He gave the best hugs in the world and he loved us unconditionally every single day. He protected us and worried about us. Once, when we were bringing Leigh home from the airport around 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, we were neighbors, and um, as we drove by their house, Dad was in the garage waiting up just to make sure we made it home safely. He waved as we drove past and then closed the garage door. So I'd like to take a minute to pay a little tribute to my dad and my mom, my mom mainly because she put up with my dad for almost 50 years. All of you who knew my dad well know how stubborn he could be. It drove us all crazy at times. My brothers and I have so many good memories with my parents. They are great parents. We couldn't have asked for better. I'd like to share just a few of our favorite stories about our dad. Jesse's favorite is probably the time he and dad were flying out to visit me and Gent in Phoenix, and dad went to the airport with a completely empty wallet. No cash, no ID, no credit cards, nothing. This was post 9-11. Mom was at work and she got a call to fax a copy of his ID to the airport. They let him on the plane somehow. We can only assume they figured someone this disorganized couldn't possibly be a threat to national security. And where was Jesse? He left dad at the counter and got on the plane. He wasn't going to miss the chance to go to Arizona. One of Jen's favorite uh, stories is when dad flew out a different time and only brought a telephone book in his carry-on luggage. When asked why, he said he didn't want security to think he was crazy bringing an empty bag on board. Mike's favorite story was when my parents picked us up at the airport and Dad went on and on about this delicious hot dog that we just had to try. It was in a food cart right outside of a Best Buy. We thought this sounded crazy, but sure enough, it was a really good hot dog. The man knew all of the good food places everywhere. You couldn't pass an exit off the highway that Dad couldn't tell you the best place to eat. Raise your hand if you ever had a meal with my dad. (laughs) He never missed a one. Um, Michelle's favorite memory has to be her first meeting of our parents. She had flown into my college graduation to meet our entire family, and my parents had to take her back to the airport in Columbus to fly back out to DC. Dad missed the exit to the airport and simply replied, well, it's a loop. We'll make it the next time around. 270, yeah. That only takes about one hour to get all the way around. A lot of these fun memories involve someone traveling, and that is because we have all stayed in each other's lives no matter where we live. We were lucky enough to have parents who wanted to visit us and that we also wanted to visit. I have too many good memories to share, but I will tell you my first. My dad and I are both night owls since birth. We don't do Rise and Shine very well. So when dad would work on second shift, I would stay up, and when he would get home, we would watch Pete's Dragon together, just me and him. He always made me feel special and loved. And when Jake was born in 2010, my dad was over the moon. Jake and Papa were buddies. Dad watched Jake for the first year of his life so he didn't have to go to daycare. This is where Jake developed his love of food. I came home one day after work, and Dad said he was worried because Jake didn't eat very much today. When I asked what they ate, he proceeded to say, well, they shared a bowl of cereal. They had an apple, oh, and a peanut butter sandwich, a couple popsicles, some sweet potatoes, a banana, and a couple glasses of milk. Needless to say, I was never worried about him not getting enough to eat. I'm going to miss my dad terribly, but I see so much of him in Jake that I know it will always feel like he is still around. I'd like to thank both my mom and my dad for giving us such a great life. And I could go on and on and tell you hundreds more stories, but if you're anything like my dad, you're probably starting to think about lunch and hoping that I will wrap it up soon. So thank you all for coming, sharing your memories of Jerry, and continuing to pray for our family. He loved you all. Dad, you will be missed, but you will never be forgotten. And this isn't goodbye, but until we meet again. Love you.
2: Um, I don't have anything prepared, so I'm just going to kind of wing it. Um, So I'm the oldest of the three uh, siblings, uh, my brother and my sister. So I guess I effectively made my dad uh, a dad for the first time, kind of through trial and error. And there's been a lot of trials over the years. Um, When I was a kid, I had uh, uh, some health issues that... uh, Required a little extra attention, and uh, mom and dad all equally um, contributed that attention. And then as uh, I got older, um, you know, each of us have different relationships with dad. I was the one that we probably butted heads a little bit more. Um, there's always got to be one of those in every family. Um, so when I was in high school, you know, I would get a lot of, "Hey, gent, you should do this or gent do that." And uh, as I got older, Um, or as we got older you know kind of shifted here in recent years I would be like hey dad you should do this or you should really think about doing that Um, and I think uh, you know on one hand uh, it's probably because we were so similar um, in our stubbornness but I really think it was more that uh, we really just wanted the best for each other we wanted each other to be the best version um, of ourselves at any at any time in our lives Um, When I was very young, in addition to, you know, the basics, love and support, um, I spent a lot of time with my dad down in his uh, music room listening to his albums. And, uh, you know, through that, I really, I sort of uh, developed his love of music, uh, particularly classic rock, R&B, Motown, particularly. And then, uh, you know, I remember as a kid, he would spend hours... um, drawing. I don't know how many of you remember my dad uh, used to do a lot of art, uh, illustration, paintings. He was a very good artist. Uh, So he kind of instilled those two things that I that come to my mind, the the love of music and the love of art. And anytime, you know, like I said, when we would have our indifferences or maybe be butting heads, uh, we always kind of got to that point where we realized we weren't going to change the other one. And one of us would switch the topic to something familiar to both of us, which uh, in the later years became music. So if dad called on the phone and um, I, might, I might be uh, lecturing him about uh, you know, going to the gym or doing something like that. Once I'd realized he had enough, we'd pivot the conversation and we'd talk about what the latest uh, episode of The Voice. Uh, he'd tell me about some music that he uh, discovered on Austin City Limits, uh, send me to the internet and have me look at videos. and uh, We always managed to come back to that common ground. So like Trudy was sharing the stories, uh, we've all got tons of stories of my dad. Um, uh, We're fortunate he provided us with a lifetime of stories in a very short period of time. And his spirit, um, you know, his stories and his spirit um, not only live on uh, my siblings and Jake, but all of you in this room. So um, we're going to miss him deeply. Love you, Dad.
3: everybody cheer. I think this is a great crowd of people who's come out to pay their respects and show their love, especially in view of the circumstances in our communities today. And uh, I'm honored to be here. I'm sad but honored and uh, have some scriptures I'll read in a little bit, but uh, uh, I was an only child. And uh, Jerry Smith and Denny Hunter and Rodney Mason were like brothers to me. Closest thing I had to brothers. And uh, Jerry's mom and dad, Elbert and Clara, were like an extra set of parents to me. We spent a lot of time at their house and they spent time at our house. and. Uh, I remember so well, and I've thought a lot of this lately, about being at uh, Jerry's house, Elbert and Claire's house. And uh, Claire was always fixing something for us to eat and uh, being so good to us and so loving. And uh, we was always wanting to go someplace and they, uh, when they could, they'd take us. And so uh, I'm, uh, I'm just, uh, you know, just, touches my heart to think about all these things and uh, uh brother denny mentioned uh, uh jerry singing and uh, i'd shared that with the family when jerry was in the hospital after he'd had his uh, hip surgery and there was a space of time where he was doing real good and seemed like his old self and uh, we one day in there we were talking and laughing and he just laughed so heartily and it took my mind even it took my mind back to when we were children i loved to hear him laugh and, uh, so, uh, he was, uh, he was a good singer and I'll talk some more about that later, but, uh, and I'll share some more remembrances, but I feel like reading scripture. Uh, I want to start here in the third chapter book of Proverbs and, uh, verse five, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not until I don't understand him. There's just things we can't explain. I have people ask me, because I've been a pastor a long time, and a lot of times people ask me, why did this happen, why did that happen, why did that this way? My only answer is, I don't know. But I know one that knows. And uh, God knows. And uh, when it says, trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding, I'm glad I have a God uh, that knows. And it goes on, it says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So uh, God sees the big picture. I just see a very small picture But God sees a big picture and God's able to direct us and help us and guide us on our journey. And so keep that in mind, but then I want to go back and uh, this will uh, maybe surprise some folks, don't surprise me and Brother Denny. Uh, Some of the same scriptures he had on his heart, I've got on my heart too. And that happens to us a lot in funerals. And uh, God just directs us and we don't mind that. Uh, uh, Somebody asked if that uh, was the trouble. And I, oh no, It just blesses me. when Brother Denny got to read, I thought, I bet he reads from the second chapter of Ephesians, and he did. But I want to read a few more verses and he read, but it covers the same territory. Starting in uh, chapter 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. And just pause for a minute. How much did he love us? Well, Brother Denny touched on that, but I want to quote John three sixteen: For God so loved the world, and that included Jerry, and it includes all of us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave his son so we could have salvation. That's what Brother Denny was telling you about. It goes on. It says, even when we were dead in sins hath uh, quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. So one time I was dead. Well, what, what do you mean, preacher? Uh, you were born in 1946. You've been alive ever since then. And... Uh, But here Paul was talking to the people of Ephesus about being dead in your soul, having sin in your life. And in Romans it said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when he's talking here about this, he's talking about the need to be born again. And I can tell you right now, Jerry was born again. Brother Danny touched that, and I want to elaborate on it a little bit more. So even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened, that means made alive. When you get saved, you get made alive. Hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and that's raised us up together, made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where is that? When we get saved, God puts us in his church family and the Holy Spirit is what lets us set together in heavenly places. And so uh, I'll get to some more of that later too. Got some things to tell. Said that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. And so Brother Denny talked about Said He knows more about the other side than we do. And that's part of that. And then this is back where Denny read. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus in two good works, which God hath before ordained that we should live in them. And so, let me share some things with you. Wednesday night in prayer meeting, uh, toward the end of prayer meeting, uh, I asked the folks to pray uh, for the funeral day. And I said, uh, Albert Smith's son, Jerry, uh, he's passed on. We we're going to have his funeral. I said, good news is he got saved when he was a young man. Well, sitting right back here on the second bench, about a couple uh, seats over, was Sister Lois Phipps. A lot of you know Sister Lois Phipps. Well, she got happy. She, uh, she wasn't happy that he died, but she was happy he was saved. And she clapped her hands together. She stood up, and she said, oh, praise the Lord. She said, uh, Jerry Smith was saved. I can tell you he was saved. I know he was, because I was there in the service when he got saved. And it was so spiritual. There was a spiritual witness that he got saved. And uh, when she, uh, boy, it stirred the heart of the church and stirred my heart, and when she sat down, Brother Carl Adkins back here, sitting in the choir. He was sitting right there uh, where you're sitting, Sister Jerry. He, he stood, or maybe he's already standing. He said, yeah, I can, I can testify to that. He said, uh, Jerry sure did get saved. He said, what a meeting. And Brother Carl, he said this, and everybody kind of laughed. But it was sweet. He said, I've only, in my lifetime, he said, I've only seen two people that actually ran to the altar. He said, Jerry Smith was one of them. We had another brother in church that uh, he talked about too. But he said, Jerry Smith actually ran to the altar when he got saved. And so I'm glad that Jerry got saved when he was a young fella. I want to tell an experience uh, that I remember. We were at uh, the church house building on Albert Street. That was... Uh, a long time ago when we were just maybe 11 or 12 years old, something like that. I might have missed it a year or two. But it was a much smaller building than this one, But and the stage was much lower, maybe just one step up to the stage if I remember right. A small building. And uh, Jerry's Aunt Edna, Edna Mason, uh, of course Edna, uh, she was Elbert Smith's sister. And so uh, Rodney's mommy, Edna, Uh, she was a sunday school teacher and she helped us in bible school and sunday school and she taught us little songs and uh uh, she'd been teaching us some songs and they in the building then we had some benches sitting on the side y'all remember that don't you i was sitting on the side bench over there and uh brother rodney was sitting somewhere close to him probably Denny was too well uh, jerry was somewhere close by well uh, when they were given opportunity for folks to sing uh, Jerry jumped up, and he got up on that stage, and I thought, what in the world is he doing? Because I was real shy. And I, it was hard for me. I, I didn't want to get up in front of anybody. But Jerry got up and said, I feel like singing a song. Well, they said, uh, go ahead. And I boy, I, was, I was shocked. Uh, he got up there, and uh, of course, I can't sing. I told you that. But the best I remember, the song that Sister Edna had taught us was this little light of mine. Uh, Jerry began to sing, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And he, and he was moving his finger. If you've ever seen children in church sing this little light of mine, they used their finger to illustrate the candle. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. And uh, boy, it stirred the heart of the church. Sister Edna was sitting on the second bench from the front uh, on the end toward the wall. Again, that's Jerry's aunt. Uh, When Jerry began to sing and he began to move in the spirit, uh, Sister Edna was a a spiritual shouting woman. You folks probably, a lot of you remember that. Uh, Tears began to run down her face and she began to uh, clap her hands and she began to shout the praises of God. She began to shout while Jerry was singing. Boy, what a meeting that was. When you get saved, you have a spirit in your soul that connects with other people when you follow God. And so when the scripture's talking here, and uh, John, in John chapter 3 and verse 3, Jesus, as he was talking to Nicodemus, and then he mentioned something about Nicodemus too, the fellow that came to Jesus by night. Very, and you know what? Nicodemus was a very religious fellow. He was a ruler of the Jews, uh, but he still needed to get saved. You might be here today, you might, uh, maybe you've got uh, a church membership and maybe you uh, do good things and maybe you've been real busy and uh, that's all uh, okay. But here's what Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, 3. Verily, verily, and that means truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man, and that means man, woman, boy, or girl. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The reason that I'm happy today for Jerry, I'm sad for me and you, but I'm happy for Jerry because he's out of his troubles, no more sickness, no more problems. He's gone to the other side where the Lord's at. Jerry's gone to heaven. You say, preacher, you say it with a lot of assurance. I got to witness the Holy Spirit. Jerry said he was saved and I believed him, but the Holy Spirit verified it and I know it. See, there's a spirit that connects. And so Jesus told Nicodemus, you have to be born again, Be saved. That's what we're talking about. What says here, let me get this again. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. Brother Denny covered that real good. Uh, You don't work it out. Says not by works, lest any man should boast. Boy, if I was working my way to heaven, I'd say, Boy, I've just about got her mate, about got it earned. Doesn't work that way. Not for me or you or anybody else. Jerry's gone to heaven. If you want to see him again, Real easy. Just make sure you're saved. And you'll see him again. And that's the only way to see him again is make sure you're saved. Be born again. Know that you're born again. And this is just my little saying. I say it this way. I'll I'll share it with you. I'll just something that God gave me, and I say it this way. I know that I know that I know. I'm sure. I've had a lot of people say, are you really saved? Or are you really going to heaven? I said, yeah. I said, how do you know? I said, because God told me. He satisfied my soul. I have an experience in my life uh, similar to Jerry's. I got saved back in those days too. And Brother Denny was talking about it. He did. And Rodney did. I've got an experience to go back to when God spoke to my heart and Denny said, God gives us the faith. And that's true. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And I was shy, but I trusted God, and God helped me. And I came to an altar, and I prayed, and the church come and prayed with me, and I trusted Jesus, and I got saved, and things changed in my life, down in my soul. That's what happened to Jerry. That's what happened to Jerry. Jerry testified about it, and I'm well. I'm glad I got a witness. He's saved. So let us pray again. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for your witness and. Uh, God, for your assurance, and God, that you are the God of all comfort. Thank you, Father, for your grace. God, I praise you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, I praise you today for what I felt in my soul. I appreciate Jerry. I appreciate how his life touched mine. I appreciate his family and his friends that are here today, God. I, Lord, I pray that you console them and help them, and, and God, just uh, bless them. Lord, help them in every way. We ask you these things in Jesus' name, and amen. We'll make an announcement after the burial at the cemetery. We'll have a a meal for the family and the fellowship hall. I want you to know that. And uh, at this time, we'll turn the service back over to the funeral director.